So I've never really been comfortable talking about like sex with what I look at as grown-ups, the grown-ups in my life, um, my parents, um, Tommy's dad. And I know I can't hide. I can't hide the truth from Tommy's dad any longer. Samantha's due in less than a month, three weeks away. And who knows when the baby's going to come early, late, who knows right on time. So I got to tell him and I sit him down and we're having dinner and I'm like, um, there's something I need to tell you. And I'm hedging at it and I don't want to say it. And it's just really uncomfortable for me because it's going to, it's going to give rise to so many questions. He knows, he knows that I, he knows about, you know, my sexuality and whatnot. So he's going to be like, huh? And finally I just spit it out and I say, I'm going to be a father in about a month. And he's surprised as I, you know, as surprising as the news is. And I wasn't expecting what he said next. He was like, boy or girl. Like, not like, oh my God, or wow, or anything. Like, his eyes go wide. He drops his fork. Not drops it, but he, like, he puts it down. And he just sits there, staring blankly ahead. And then he says, boy or girl. And I say, it's a boy. And while I'm on a roll, I spit out the next part. And I say, his name is Thomas. And I see like the, what I call the eye gag reflex, like his eyes like flood with water and he gets up and he walks away. He goes over to the kitchen sink and he's just sitting there, not sitting there. He's standing there kind of looking out the window. I can see him drying his face off. Um, and he asked me, how? And he's not facing me. And I think it makes it easier. And I'm just like, I just spill everything. I'm like, um, I got involved with a couple. It started with the guy and then it turned into him and his fiance. And I didn't plan it. It just happened. But I'm happy. And he looked at me. He turned around and he looked at me. And he just burst out laughing. <laughs> Um, and I think he was laughing because it was, I don't know. I think, I think not only was it kind of, I think it was the oddness that he found hilarious. And I think that some of the laughter too was happiness. And he pulls me into his chest and he just hugs me and I hug him right back. I ask him later on after he lets me go. I asked him later on, I want us to have dinner together. Would you be open to meeting them? He's like, yes. And I was like, kind of shocked because anyway, you already know Tommy's dad is not a very emotional person, but these are emotional times. And I was surprised at his willingness to do it and his excitement. And so I called James that night and I said, hey, James. I want us to have dinner together. Me and James have been talking about 
um, introducing Tommy's about me introducing Tommy's dad to them. Um, and like I said, I look at Tommy's dad as like a second father. Um, my, my dad, uh, we're not, we're working on it. <laughs> we're working on it. It took a long time. My dad was, I mean, okay. He was, a, he was abusive, but not so much toward me physically as he was toward my mother. And when we got rid of him, that sounds awful. When he, you know, was not in our lives for a certain time period, things were better. And then he came back and I was very... I don't even know if angry is the word. I was angry at him, but I was very mistrusting of my mother for taking him back. Um, and this was shortly before I met Tommy and Tommy's dad. And I just felt like a little bit of like, not betrayal. Well, yeah, I guess betrayal. I don't know. I don't like talking about this. But um, when I met Tommy's dad, like I had all of these like, emotions and feelings and this need for um somebody who was strong and stable and who could fill that role and he did for that for me um and i look at him in that way so the city that i live in i'm, I'm saying this because me and tommy's dad um i watch this show every week um and the reason why i watch it i'm not crazy about the show but i'm crazy about so my Roommate Kyle, who's an actor, has a role on the show, and I support him by watching it. And he's always like, "Did you watch? Do you? What did you think of?" And I'm, I, I always give like my honest feedback, but also too, I just think it's so cool that he's like so many people come to the city to make it, and he actually is making it. He's in like the one percent of the one percent, and it's not like he has a huge role, but it's a recurring role. Um, and he moved to New York, and he's doing that, and he's doing like all this. I'm just really proud of it. anyway so me and tommy's dad after we have dinner we watch some tv one of the shows is his show and i'm telling him who's who um my roommate is and let me tell you this too in the show it's one of the i'm not gonna give away too much but he wears a uniform in this show as a part of the cast and i'm like damn where was all of that when I knew you? Like, oh my gosh, if he was walking around the apartment and that, oh my God, it'd be over. So I go to, after I tell Tommy's dad, um, I'm like, I want to tell everybody, but I'm not going to tell everybody. As a matter of fact, there's not too many people that I can tell. However, there is one person. It seems like all my friends are people who I know through like work and stuff. Um... Either they're members or they're team members. And for the team members, you know, I got to keep it professional. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, we'll see how that goes actually really soon. Um, spoiler alert. Um, but anyway, I tell Auntie, Auntie Sella because I feel like we're more than that, especially with everything that happened. And also, too, like, I feel like a lot of the people I work around, there's going to be, this is, this is totally going to seem... Not all the way right, but I'm going to say it anyway. A lot of people I work around are younger. And honestly, like a lot of the younger people that I work around, there's like a different level of professionalism that I'm noticing. And I am very cautious to open up myself to that. However, I make a very dumb decision. Oh, I don't want to say a dumb decision. Well, yeah. 
Okay, how do I say this? So anyway, I tell Auntie Marcella, and one of the reasons why I feel like I can tell her is because I know who she is as a person, and I have a respect for her as... I have a respect for her as... She's grown. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's she's grown. Anyway, I tell her, hey, I'm going to have a baby. And she's like, oh, my God. And then she says, who's the daddy? And I was like, I'm the daddy. And she's like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, and my in the in the tiny little a tiny little like closeted portion in the back of my head, I was like, "Am I not masculine enough to be the daddy?" <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, it's it, it's problematic, but hey, it's how I feel. <laughs> I, I I had a, I have I have a, I have I have hangups. I'm just just putting it out there. I have hangups. Um, but she's like, so who when she, when I finally you know get over the whole like daddy issue thing, um, she's like who is it who's the who's the mother how did it happen she has all these questions and i'm like i can't tell you everything um which i which in my out of my mouth is i can't tell you everything but through her filters what she hears is it's somebody that i know and that's why you can't tell me and i was like well and i just say you know i can't tell you who it's with and she doesn't ask me, is it somebody that I know? But I know that she's thinking it because I know, I know her. Um, and I said, I just wanted to share it. And of course we hug and it was cool. It was, it was fun. It was cool. Okay, so there's another issue that I've been having at work. Um, and I've been kind of tiptoeing around it. And that is with Jordan, who has been like... How do I put this? So he has been super normal in his work performance, but when we are either alone or in like a team meeting, which is where it's been like the most strange, he gets really quiet. He's not a quiet guy um, to the point where people have noticed other sales team members have noticed just how like quiet he's getting and i noticed like he'll be normal like if he's on tour or you know making phone calls and he's bringing in great business everything in that department is great but when when like i have to go into his office or he has to come into mine his eyes just like drift down there and i've told him like hey I need you to be more aware of what it is that you're doing because people are starting to notice. Now, nobody said anything about like where his eyes are going. They're just like, hey, he's acting really kind of strange. Like, why is he being so quiet? Um, and like a couple of times, like I've caught him looking and he's like the type of person that can't hide anything because his face goes really, really red. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it has been, we've had a couple of like really awkward situations and I was thinking, you know, hey, as long as his work performance is going well, I'm not going to trip on it. So the night comes for me and um, Tommy's dad and James and Sam and I to all get together and have dinner. And I am 
shaking like a leaf. I'm nervous. I'm nervous of what he's going to think about them. I'm just nervous in general. It's a big deal. It's a big time right now. Um, yeah, I'm super nervous. And we, um, we're going over to their place. They're not coming to where I am. We're going over there. So we get over there. And as soon as we ring on the doorbell, James opens the door like he always does. I, I love it. It's like, he's, it's like he waits by the door. Um, he opens the door and he's got the biggest smile on his face. And Tommy's, like I said, Tommy's dad's not much of a hugger. James goes in for the hug and there's no awkwardness. It's just lovely. And then Sam is standing right behind. And James steps out of the way and Tommy's dad sees her standing there just round as can be. And he just goes right over to her and hugging her and touching it all over and all that stuff. And it's just, it's so, I, in that moment, I just breathed a sigh of relief because I was terrified. Seeing, seeing, seeing Tommy's dad with like Sam and I don't know. Well, I'm not saying that right. I guess what I'm trying to say is seeing when Tommy's dad saw Samantha, something came alive in him that I had never seen before. He was happy. He was almost giddy. And we're sitting there at dinner and I, he's talked more than I've ever seen him talk. He tells them about his entire um, ag operation. I've never seen him like this. And they're loving him. Sam is really loving him. Um, and James is James. is James. James is cool. He's chill. He's, he's fine. And I'm sitting there. James has made dinner. And like we're all sitting around. And then it hits me. In some odd stretch of a way. We're a family. And I look over at James and I'm seeing him enthralled in one of Tommy's dad's stories. And I'm looking at him like, what if we did try the whole three-way thing out? Like as a couple, like what if we did? I could get used to this feeling. As a matter of fact, I almost crave it. Things are speeding up really fast and Sam could pop it like any minute. Like I'm aware of this. I know that they give like their estimated due dates, but honestly, it's an estimation. The baby comes when the baby's ready. And <laughs> that's just the way it is. Um, and I, I know I've been saying, oh, I was terrified. But honestly, like I, I'm not ready i'm the more the days go by the more not ready i am and the more i'm trying to cling to old parts of me that kind of re-solidify my old life and i think a lot of that is the reason why what happened next happened this is still a judgment-free zone right Okay, so the weekend comes around and I'm hanging out with Tommy's dad and we're having a great time talking. And when I say like he's, he's, it's like I never even realized how subdued he was when we were kids. 
but to see the way he is now, it's like it's like I'm I'm meeting him for the first time. I'm meeting another part of him anyway, for the first time. And we're having a great time. We're hanging out. We're talking. And my phone rings, and it's one of my front desk attendants. And I answer the phone, and I already know like when the phone rings like at this time on a weekend, it's something I'm probably gonna have to come to work for. And I get a hey. You know, that long drawn out, hey, we have a situation. And um, my friend desk attendant is saying that somebody didn't show up for their shift um, and didn't call either. Um, and they're, I can hear the urgency in their voice and then the uncertainty and the nervousness in their voice. Like they have something else they need to do. They want to do, I should say. It's a, it's, a, it's a few hour shift. I was like, I'll come over. And I, I looked over my shoulder first at Tommy's dad. And he was just, he gave me like the okay. And I was like, yeah, I'll come in and... Uh, I'll finish, I'll close the gym. They're like, oh my God, thank you. And I was, so I left and I go into the gym and it's just me. <laughs> it's just me and Jordan on, on, on for like, well, I guess it's not just us because we have other team members and we have like housekeeping and everything like that. But in the front part of the gym, it's really just front desk and sales. Um, and so it's me and him and weekends at the club are, very very quiet and so I'm working (laughs) I'm working and it's just us and Jordan comes up to me and he says hey I know I've been acting weird lately and I want to apologize for that and I'm like hey dude don't worry about it like it's cool and I've been really hesitant to get like personal with like my questions and all of that stuff. But I just asked him, I said, don't you think it's a little weird that somebody that holds the strong womanizing opinions about women is into the things that you're into with how like controlling and misogynistic you are? And I mean, call me ignorant. And he didn't, he just kind of looked at me and he was like, listen, I just like what I like. I have my rules for the types of girls I'll date. But every now and then I just like dick. And I was like, okay. And he said, hey, you know, we're going to close in a little bit. Is it okay if I work out late after we, after we, after we close the gym? I haven't had a chance to work out. And I was like, well, not really. It's, it's not, it's not any written rule, but you're not allowed to do it so much. And he says, I can lock up. And I was like, do you know how all the exits and entrances to lock up? And he was like, no. And I should have known better. I said, you know what? I have a bunch of work I have to do on my computer. Can you be done? Can you do a workout in an hour? And he was like, yeah, no, absolutely. And I was like, cool. Then you can work out after we lock, close the gym up. I'll lock the gym up. You work out. And, but I really have to go in like an hour. And he was like, it's perfect. Just enough time. I was like, okay, cool, fine. And I knew in the back of my mind 
that this was not the best idea. But I did it anyway. So the end of the shift rolls around. I lock up the gym. He gets ready to work out and he comes up to me and he says, hey, can you spot me? I was like, um, I have work to do. And he was like, just come on, just, just spot me for a little bit. It'll just be a couple minutes. And I was like, okay, fine. So we go down to free weights and he's on the bench and he's lifting. Oh boy. And I mean, when I tell you his body looks good, like he is, he is James level of like, when James was at like his peak, not quite that massive, but just really, really shaped very well. And he's bigger than James in other areas too. And he's on this thing and he's lifting and he's turning red. And I'm standing over him and he places the bar back on the rest. And like without hesitation, he reaches up and he grabs at my crotch. And it just took one brush by. And I backed up and he gets up and he looks at me. And we're just standing face to face for a minute. And he says, showers. And he turns and he leaves. I know I shouldn't have done it, but I follow him. I'm about 30 seconds behind, but I follow him. And when I walk into the locker room, he turns and his face lights up when he sees me. Me being here is a silent consent. And he walks over to me. And before he even can kiss me, I grab him by the ass and I pick him up and we make out all the way to the showers. I toss him in the shower and I'm just stripping him. Everything, oh my God, everything comes off. And as I'm doing it, like my mind is telling me like, you shouldn't be doing this. And the more my mind, the more my logical mind says it, the other part of my brain pushes even harder. And I'm practically shredding his clothes off of him. And he's loving it. He's like, he's moaning. I start to kiss him deeply. I take everything off. And he starts to undo like my belt, gets my pants off, and he's just like staring at it, swinging in his face. And then he just starts to suck and jerk and suck and jerk and suck and jerk. And, you know, like I said, half of my brain was saying no. But the more it said no, the more the other part of my brain was pushing, yes. And I'm at the point where I'm just like, fucking his mouth. 
deep. And he's loving it. He's hard. He's rock hard. And I spin him around and I lift him up off the ground, forcing him to touch, not forcing him, but like forcing him up in the air, hoisting him up in the air so that his hands are almost touching the ceiling, but we have high ceilings, but I have them like where his, you know, his ass is above my face. And I just let him come rest right down on top of it. And I eat him out. And he's loving every single lick. I go deep. And when I pull off her air, I'm ready. I had condoms in my wallet. I put one on and I proceed to give it to him right there in the shower. When we're done, I spin him around and I give him one kiss. And I just put my finger over my lips to shh. He knows what that means. And I walk out. And with every step as I walk out of the gym, I feel a, what did you do? And I'm just like, oh my God, I crossed the line in a major way. And I feel like this crushing sense of regret. I wanted to take it all back. I wanted to make it like it never happened, but obviously it was too late for that. And there was nothing else I could do except hope, hope beyond hope that he wouldn't tell anybody. I had missed a text from James and that made it feel even more urgent, more, it just added to the regret that I felt because it's like, I could tell James, but I was afraid of his judgment, especially after everything that happened just months ago. And then a part of me said, you know what? Who cares? You had fun, didn't you? And yes, I did. I had a lot of fun. I liked it. And as much as I thought I had grown past my <laughs> childish ways, I still had it. And a part of me that wasn't ready for the kids, that wasn't ready for the family, really, really liked it. I waited for Jordan to finish um, down in the locker room and I waited up by my office. And on his way out, we have a security, um, like little security area outside of our glass doors of our gym that enter into our gym and 
we crossed paths as I was letting him out of the door. Security could see us and he gave me, you know, just a, a perfect bro handshake. And I was like, he's down. He can play this game. This might actually work. Hey, I have a favor to ask. If you're listening to the podcast and you like it, um, which I hope you would if you made it this far, I hope you're listening because you like it and not because, you know, it's some sort of interesting kink of yours. I say that, but honestly, I've sat through like a lot of things where I was like, I really don't like <laughs> I really don't like this. and I'm just listening because I feel almost like obligated. But anyway, if you're listening and you like the podcast, would you consider giving me a five star rating on whatever platform it is that you're on? It goes a long way to help us reach um, a broader audience. Um, that would be awesome. If you haven't rated it yet, please, I would love it. I would love a five-star rating. <laughs>